when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friend. Are you annoyingly even keel? E-methamine could be right for you. I have a disease, alright? I need help! E-methamine lets you get gagged up on whoop chicken parts without yellowing one's teeth. Oh, yeah. Contact your doctor today if you experience the following. Oh my god! Increases in blood flow, boost in testosterone, ending of erectile dysfunction. This medicine is made for extreme cases of being even keel or having extreme depression. Oh, come on! Side effects include fits of rage, acne, bleeding in folks around you, whooping cough, hallucinations, comas, trouble swallowing, decrease in semen, increase in amounts of selling yourself, amnesia, night terrors, higher mortgage rates, and increased sensations in not having suicidal urges. Oh my. Hey guys, it's Candace Michelle, and I'm so excited to be a part of Crazy Train Radio. I hope you guys tune in to this live interview. Hey folks, as advertised through our social medias and different things like that, we have a wonderful, wonderful lady on the phone for a few minutes. She is the pride of Greendale, Wisconsin, now coming to us through L.A. Miss Candace Michelle, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? No complaints other than this uh, virus uh, driving me nuts. Yeah. But, you know, what are you, you going to do? So. Totally. How is the, before I get into everything, how is everything in your world out in L.A. right now? You know, I mean, it's crazy times. Everybody's experiencing the pandemic. But for me personally, I'm finding a lot of gifts and a lot of blessings in it. You know, living in L.A., as you could probably imagine, it's a very fast pace of life. And to have this opportunity to take a break and be with my family a lot and just kind of really get down to your core values and rituals and 
and what's important in life. And so I, I'm enjoying it partially, but I am a little bit stir crazy and and miss my freedom. So it, it's pretty good, though. Now, is that the life coach side of things coming out, or is that actually how you feel? <laughs> you know, it, it's nah. both. It's you know, the thing for me with becoming a life coach, or I call it a champ coach, um, it's really just who I am, you know. And it's funny because I was going to do just a live webinar free for everybody just about how to thrive during this pandemic because I sat down the other day and I was like, why am I not feeling so stressed out or so much anxiety? And don't get me wrong, there's moments that will stress me out. But overall, I'm just like, how can I, what does it come down to, right? And so my values around health are so strong and so strong in my family that when a virus is going around, especially this virus, for, for my family personally, I'm not scared of the virus, right? Like, I'll go out to, say, Target, because it's pretty much the only place I can go right now. Um, I'll go to Target, and I just see people like, freaking out and they're rude and they're mean and I'm, I just kind of observe them and I'm thinking why are they what are they so scared of like this person looks fairly healthy now don't get me wrong I know there's a downside of people who have pre-existing conditions and health concerns but for the average American out there I, I don't know why it's such this huge concern and so you know it does come down to just who I am and what my values and rituals have always been that I'm not scared when something like this happens, you know? Yeah. End of the day too. And I'm no doctor or anything like that. I just played one on TV. Uh, you got <laughs> to be smart in how you handle things. If you were to go out to a target or whatever, Hey, wait, you know, it sucks, but wear the face mask. Do the, you know, do the simple things that it's being recommended right now. Well, we don't we'll, have a choice, really. So, you know, yeah, we are doing that and being respectful. It's actually funny because I felt a shift on my last Target visit. Um, the employees were, like, so happy and nice. And, and and some of the people that, like, I was going down an aisle and somebody almost hits you with a car and they, like, don't even say sorry or excuse me. And, like, just because you have a face mask on doesn't mean, like, you lose all manners in your life. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, but, but, yeah, you know, we're all doing the best we can to keep everybody safe. Yeah, it's, we'll get through this at the end. But speaking of you being a life coach, before we uh, move on, because we only have a short window with you, can yeah. you tell me about the 21-day uh, challenge you got with your program? Yeah, so for me personally, like, I've been training in this field for, most of my life, but I would say pretty heavily the last decade where I've gone to almost every motivational coach and seminar and I just got obsessed with it and realized that this is what I wanted to do. But as you go to all these seminars, you discover what you like and what you don't like, you know, with anything in life. And so for me, what I found out about coaching people is I personally don't like it when somebody tells me what to do, and I think majority of people don't, right? If I say, <laughs> you know what, go do 60 minutes of cardio every day, you're like, F you, like, I'll do what I want to do. It's my life, you know? But if I said, hey, I will do the same challenges with you every day for 21 days, now that sounds a little bit more exciting. 
And using, obviously, my wrestling background, I use a lot of wrestling lingo because for me personally, as a professional wrestler, when I learned the philosophy of a wrestling match, was it was, like, life-changing, you know, in my career as a wrestler because I didn't go to a professional wrestling school. You know, I didn't learn things the way people would learn them if they went to a wrestling school. I was on the road, and I learned wrestling moves before I learned the philosophy or even that there was a philosophy of a match, you know. And so I've just kind of taken a lot of that philosophy into my life um, as a coach. And I take team with people. We make one small goal because I believe the one small goal gets you your big goal. And people are more excited about doing something small. Like if your dream is to make a million dollars, where do you start? You know, like it's such a big dream for most people that you don't even know where to start to make that kind of dream happen. But if I say, you know, what? how about you, you know, work for 20 minutes a day for 21 days? Are you a step closer to that dream? Totally. And so I put together all these challenges and tools that help me with everyday life, and I give them to you for 21 days, and I do the challenges with you. And so it's it's pretty cool. We just launched it in the second. Uh, the next one's going to launch. You can buy the program and do it by yourself for $21, or starting June 1st is the next time when I will do it with you. So if you want me to take team with you, I always have a, a separate release date for when I'm going to do it with you. Well, that would be uh, com if they want to see more about that, correct? Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Hey, might as well. we got to get it in there. But speaking of wrestling, and – Obviously, people are familiar with your feuds and the title win and even a 24 championship you won last year. But something I was curious to know, yeah. and this might sound strange, uh, now, if, at least something I noticed anyway, as far as the year when it comes to a female talent versus a male talent. Okay. How is that taken care of? Because it seems like, say, like a guy like a Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin and stuff like that. They have just a basic pair of trunks. After a match, you can wash it in the sink or throw it in the laundry or whatever, but it seems like you can't do that with a female's gear because of all the... Like, you had a lot of bedazzle and, you know, I mean, there's a lot more different material with that. How did you care for your stuff on the road as much as you guys were on the road? Yeah, well, we don't wash it um, on the road at all because there, there isn't that opportunity. I don't know if anybody washes... Maybe they do wash the maybe the guys do wash their gear. I don't know. Usually I, I don't think so. But that's why we have so many different outfits, you know, and then you kinda come home and it for me it would go into the gentle cycle in my washing machine. You can't even take that stuff into a dry cleaner. They look at you and they're like, How do we do this with all the rhinestones everywhere, you know? Um and so we Yeah, we that's just exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. But they they survive pretty good, you know. They're made pretty well, and so if you put it on a delicate cycle, you know, all is good and and clean. And and girls don't stink as much as the guys, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like there's a lot more effort for the female uh, uh, outfits compared to the guys, where they could just ah, let me throw my trunks and do whatever. And you know, it seems like there's a lot more work. <laughs> 
Well, you know, there's always more work with with the girls and being dolled up than than being a guy, you know. But we're used to it, and it's just part of who we are. Yeah, because then, like you just said, with the work, you know, you got the makeup and the hair and the this and mm-hmm. the this, you know. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's like yeah, <laughs> four hours, four hours of prep for ten minutes of work, you know. It's like, yeah, ugh. totally. <laughs> but I know this has probably been a question thrown your way. Many, on many occasions. Do you have a favorite match or a person you worked with? Uh, of course. Uh, for me, hands down, it was working with Beth Phoenix. Um, there's so many people out there that always want to get their shit in, as we would call it in wrestling. <laughs> yep. And I was always about the match. You know, it was never about what can I get in. And, and for me personally, I... I'm much better at selling things than, you know, quote, unquote, getting my shit in. Anyway, so I'm good at putting somebody over and selling what they're doing to me. And to have somebody like Beth Phoenix, who is as well all about the match, you know, like she just wants to put on a good match and, and easy to work with. And because of our difference in dynamics, it it worked incredible. You know, she was willing to work hard, I was willing to work hard, and we were willing to do whatever it took to to make a great match. And as far as a favorite match, I mean, obviously, anytime you win a title, that would be a favorite match. But honestly, like, that two out of three falls count match was like, we were getting so much feedback from the crowd in those matches, and we had done those those matches overseas right before we came to the States and it aired on Raw. And even though, you know, it doesn't end in my favor, um, once you get the crowd to, like, really support you and really feel what's going on in the match, it hands down makes the match, like, your favorite match. And so for me, it would be that one. Totally makes sense. Now, obviously, you reached another life goal as a model and being able to pose for Playboy. Now, obviously, that's a big deal. And I know you said in the past that's been a goal of yours. Has your mindset changed in terms of have done that now that you're a mom of daughters? No. You know, for me, like doing that magazine, it exemplifies they pick 12 people, 12 women, in the entire world, and then they pick a celebrity to pose on the cover most of the time. And so to be one out of 12 out of, you know, how many people are on this planet, you know, that's a huge achievement. And I look at it where, you know, the truly the art of a woman's body and the beauty of a woman's body. And I was never ashamed of that. And to be, to be given that opportunity was great. But there's actually a backstory that I, I've shared sometimes with people on why I truly love that cover is because I had done some special editions for Playboy. So I moved to L.A., I get a couple gigs for Playboy, and special editions, I think it was like College Girls or Wet n' Wild, or I wasn't even in college, but, you know, they don't care. And so I had done those magazines, and... I was working with one of the Playboy makeup artists, and she said to me, and she did a lot of the covers or the Playmates as well, and I had 
told her how it was a dream to be in the main Playboy magazine, not just the special editions. And she told me, she said, you know, once you've done the special editions, they never let you in the main magazine. And it was this moment of her, like, killing my dream, you know? And I was like, wow. Okay, like, can I never have that dream now just because this makeup artist told me that? And so to have it come full circle and not just be a centerfold in the magazine, but to grace the cover where you make six figures to do the cover versus, you know, way less to be a centerfold. It was just kind of proof in don't let anybody tell you you can't do something, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, so that's, and like you that's said. That's what I share <laughs> with my daughters, you know, like if they have a dream. And, you know, there's so many people. There's teachers, parents. You know, sometimes it's your best friend. It's usually the people closest to you that say, you can't do that. Like, you're not good enough. You know, and I, I would tell them, like, don't listen to them. If you want to do something, you can do whatever you want to do. Exactly. And I'm sure that six-figure paycheck didn't hurt either to put, put the kids through college eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let, let, let's be smart here, you know. So, and last question for you. Uh, okay. And I know we can get into so in-depth, but we don't have the time. If you people want to see the in-depth story, check out Lillian Garcia. Ugh, try this in English, first day in your mouth. Lillian Garcia's interview with Candace on Chasing Roy. When I had heard that you had an unprecedented birth, I didn't realize. It was like, when, until I heard the story, it's like, wow, just of your background, and it's so amazing. So have you ever tried to explain that story to your kids and, like, the reality of that? You cut out on the very last part. Uh, can you say that again? You said something yeah. about my kids, but I didn't hear the No, I was asking, like, because your story is so unique. Yeah. Have you ever – are they old enough where you could say, hey, mommy didn't always have it easy, per se, or – yeah, no, they're not really at that age. I mean, uh, they're at an age where we talk about their grandparents. They have no, uh, only have a grandpa uh, that's alive, but they don't have a grandma. Both my husband and I, moms, have passed on. And so they're at an age where I talk about them, you know, and, you know, how they had these grandmas and they're no longer here with us. And, you know, just try to let them know a little bit about death, but in – the gentlest way we can you know we lost a couple years ago we had two dogs and we lost both dogs but they were even younger then and so um and it's funny because we we had an opportunity to euthanize our Maltese at our house which was really a wonderful blessing he was about 16 years old and just not functioning at all but then we wanted to see him after the euthanization and I was like hmm like, I didn't prepare for this part. You know, I prepared, like, how I was going to tell them what was happening and them saying goodbye. And we, we got a nice – we buried him in our backyard. We gave him a last meal. Like, you know, tried to make it as magical as you can make a painful situation. Yeah. But then I didn't think of, think they would want to see him afterwards. I don't you know, it's like, amazing how kids throw you the curveball, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And I was, like, uh, looking at my husband, like, is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Is it okay? Like, um, and so I kind of explained to them what they would see if, if 
they chose to see him before we buried him. And I said, you know, he's not alive and he's cold and he's stiff and um, had to kind of go through this and they wanted to see him. And, and they did and they ended up being fine um, with them. And so because then they're also at an age where they were younger, so it wasn't so scary for them. Um yeah, and so for my for my birth, it's, it's a little bit more complicated, you know, and so I don't yeah. think they would totally understand it. And I, now that I'm older and I've done work on that and healed from all that stuff, I would want to share it with them, you know, in a way where I can let them know how we're all really come from an unprecedented birth, you know, and, and yeah. what we can do with this life and and what we can't do, you know, and so... um Yes, I haven't shared that part yet. Well, if folks want to check out her life coach program and a 21-day challenge and everything else on the positive side of things, CandiceMichelle.com. Candice, thank you so much. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries. Now that's what I call depressing. It's going to make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope want to jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies. For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend while in Sail Black 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub, or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from Pee Wee to the pros. 
Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. This is Vicki Guerrero, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. 